Welcome to Dahua Chinese History and Culture Podcast. Here we are offering you the constructional Chinese history and what's the thoughts, origins, and background knowledge behind the stories. We also provide several Chinese vocabularies related with the story to help you understand and memorize. Let's get started. Hi everyone, I'm Jill, the co-host and the Chinese language teacher in Dahua Chinese. Hi, I'm Caroline. I'm the founder of Da Hua Chinese. Today, let's talk about the story of the separation between humans and gods in ancient times. The main role of this story is Zhuan Shu. Mm-hmm. This story is the beginning of all Xianxia stories. So, if you are watching Xianxia episodes, you must know this story. Oh really?、Yeah. I haven't watched any. Is there anything very common in the Xianxia episodes? Well, I think it's more like a bossy CEO and his girl's romance story with the magical and ancient Chinese things, and everyone can dress like ancient Chinese people, but with exaggerated decorations. They can easily fly in the sky, jump down a cliff, or kill somebody else, and trace their reincarnation life for their unstoppable love. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you know that so much? Because I really love these stories. They always connect the readers with time and space travel, like one day. When I woke up, I realized that I became the character I read in the novel last night. Sounds interesting. Then, then I was told by a cruel and cold master and lived in a misty mountain. He can easily do lots of magic and helped many villagers in the village at the foot of the mountain. But he was so handsome that many girls crushed him. And one day I found I can hear his thought, and he actually likes me. Uh, yeah, something like this. <laughs> no, haha, I can't bear this. Hey, hey, hey! I read this last night. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. Oh, and I bet you liked this when you were a teenager. Let's talk more about the Zhuan Shu. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to skip that that one. <laughs> Our main character today, Zhuan Shu. Can you tell us about the significance of this story in Chinese mythology? Well, in ancient legends, these sage kings were all half human, half god, which is demigod. But Zhuan Shu, who was the grandson of Huang Di, he wanted to separate the lives of gods, Ren, and human, Shen. So that he could better manage and rule over society, so he laid the foundation for authoritarianism and autocracy in prehistoric Chinese society. But a more positive interpretation is that he carried out a religious reform, which made people less superstitious about religion. At that time, people placed a great deal of importance on witchcraft, which is called wu shu. So almost everything was taken to a witch doctor, who is wu yi, and that is the combination of wu shi the witch and yi sheng the doctor. They are called wu yi, <laughs> and that resulted in a lot of wasted social resources, 社会资源 
he enabled people to focus more on production and work, improving their lives. All right, let's talk about the three keywords of this story. They are, 指派指派 means to send or assign. Second, 巫师巫师 means witch or wizard. And the last one, 神神 means god.、Mm. All right, here comes the 神 again. 神 yeah, 神 means god, and we say 女神 goddess. Or pretty girl, 男神 super handsome guy. Mm-hmm. We can also add some natural things in front of the 神 to indicate the god that blessing the thing, like 山神 mountain god, 天神 sky god, 地神 earth god, 河神 river god. <laughs> I have so many 神 Yeah, all the gods. Yeah, yeah. Okay, next one, 巫师 witch or wizard. Wu means a person who can do spiritual things, and shi means an expert. So wu shi is witch or wizard who is an expert of magical or spiritual things. Yeah, and the 老师 is a teacher, right? So all the people who with shi means an expert of something. So like lawyer is 律师 and law is 法律 So 律师 is the expert of laws. And we could also say the 巫师 as a wizard and 女巫 as a witch, which is a male and female. 巫师 the male and 女巫 the female. So in ancient times, we also indicate 巫 as the 医生 Yeah, in ancient times, they use the spiritual pew 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 something, and oh, people are cured. <laughs> yeah. So the、um, wizard or witch. Can cure people by magical ways. They also call them 巫医 Okay.、Mm-hmm. The third one is 指派 to assign or to send someone to somewhere to do something.、Mm-hmm. So 指 means fingers, and 派 is to send. So teacher assigned the homework is 老师指派作业 or the boss assign works. 老板指派工作 So we have three words here, which are 指派 send or assign, 巫师 witch and wizard, and 神 god. Okay, let's get into the story. According to legend, even though 盘古 the creator of the planet, separated heaven and earth. People could still reach heaven, and God could reach Earth via the sky ladder, a high mountain. People could easily worship the God Shen whenever they wanted. At the time, only a few people, known as ancient witch in Chinese, as Wu Shi, could have unique abilities to communicate with gods and use the supernatural to become witches because they had spiritual minds. With the aid of the power of God Shen. Some of the witch might even be able to demand wind and rain. In fact, witchcraft was widespread at the time. What prompted to seal off the passage? Some witch, particularly those in the Eastern Tribe, lost their morality. They secretly communicated with lower-level gods. 
such as the wind and rain god, and had no respect for the god, 神, leading people to believe they were on the same level as god, 神, as a result, numerous disasters emerged all over the place. How miserable! For example, 吃油, a mythological being with a beast body but who spoke the language of humans, used witchcraft to call lower-level god 神, to help him in battle. During this time, people lived in chaos because the social order had been disrupted. Aside from that, 专序, observed that people trusted God 神, and worshipped the sky quickly, so they did not take the emperor and his power seriously. 专序, believed that people's attitudes threatened the emperor's regime and that he needed to find a better solution. What happened after the passage was sealed? 专序, send 指派, two gods 神, to seal off the passage between heaven and earth, preventing people or witch 巫师, from reaching heaven, but allowing God 神, to go to earth. And 专序, prohibited witchcraft and transformed the power of sky worship into the power of the monarch. By doing so, he became the only way to connect heaven and earth. People had to beg the monarch to communicate with the heavens when they needed something. 专序, also assigned 指派, some gods 神, to deal with everything on earth. Not only stabilizing social order, but also taking an essential step toward popularizing religion in society. People sought inspiration, warning, or guidance through religious sacrifices or divination. In order to keep the authority of an emperor, 专序, cut off the connection between people and God 神, by popularizing religion and sealing off the passage of heaven and earth. He also brought the scattered tribes together so the monarch and the emperor's power stabilized. Okay, I just finished hearing the story, but I can't really see any connection to the modern Xianxia drama. <laughs> okay. In Xianxia stories, many people aspire to cultivate immortality, and some immortals have practiced for a long time and possess powerful spells. But you might find it strange that we don't see these powerful spells nowadays. That's because Zhuan Shu severed the heavenly energy of the immortals making people more ordinary and less likely to cultivate into immortals. That's why if ancient Chinese people have an opportunity to be like that, they would consider it precious. The religion Taoism also believed in this system, so some of them would practice alchemy and consume lots of heavy metals, which is Zhou and it hopes to attaining immortality and becoming immortals, like if they are poisoned to death. Uh, they probably think they're becoming God. <laughs> huh? <laughs> so, you mean that because cultivating immortality became mysterious? Mm -hmm. Many related stories in Xianxia dramas revolve around this thing? Yeah, and in ancient Chinese legend, 
there would be some mysterious old people like old granny who won't or old grandpa. Oh, yeah, grandpa. elders, elders. Yeah, yeah, that works. <laughs> and they wanted to cross the road, and if you help them cross, they would say, "Young man, I appreciate you." <laughs> And then give you a secret manual to become immortal. That sounds like a ghost story. Hey, no, no, no! It's not a ghost story. This kind of plot is widely used in many literary works and TV dramas. These kinds of stories are used in Korean and Japanese dramas as well. Some people even gain like war books that make them very like. Smart and、uh, use many strategy to fight with others, like Zhang Liang in the Han Dynasty. You know. <laughs> okay, I think I understand now. <laughs> I thought it was meant to promote the concept of doing good deeds, while helping the old person or the elders would lead the benefit. Yeah, Chinese people are very practical. Actually, we just pray to those who give us the best benefit. Actually. <laughs> We would expect good results for good behavior in the story. Somehow, it's like a practical exchange with the spiritual world. What do you mean exchange? As we mentioned in the episodes earlier, burning paper money helps your relationship, and burn the incense sticks, 献香 and put an offering in front of the god Shen to ask for help. You make some efforts. And they give something back. That's the exchange. So the classic novel *Going to the West*, *Xi You Ji*, also described heaven as a company. You can't do anything you want as you are a god, Shen. You need to do the paperwork, go through the process, and persuade your boss. And then the boss will assign to pay the god, the Shen, who is responsible for this, to make. Rain. We will talk about that if our audience is interested. If you want to know more about this, please leave your comments so that we can schedule the project. Beside the concept of heaven as a company, I think actually our traditional beliefs still teach us to do more good things, and we will receive better blessings and a better future. In a practical way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so in the story, Zhuan Xu puts himself in a position that is both a god Shen and a leader Shou Ling. Hmm. And we can also interpret this as his religious reform. He connected people's belief and himself. Like in European history, if you inherit the throne. You still needed to seek the Pope's confirmation or legitimacy, but in ancient China, they had this awareness that religion could affect their ruling power. So they directly put the power of divine words in the hands of the leaders, allowing them to control greater power, legitimacy, and authority. In that era, what was the necessity of doing that? Because ancient people often face natural disasters and calamities, they relied heavily on wizards, wuxi, and divination to understand their future. It's similar to the concept the 八卦 we talked about in the third episode. 
and they believe that divination reveals the truth to you. So they had great faith in these wizards, Wu Shi, and it's very likely that these wizards, Wu Shi, influenced their ruling authority. Ultimately, it's still about the desire for power, right? I remember in our history textbooks in Taiwan, learning about European history was interesting. I recall that European emperors needed to be blessed by the Pope to exercise their imperial power. The Pope had great authority. Later, Martin Luther's religious reform emerged, and in the ancient era, Zhuan Shi cut off communication between humans and God. Religion, right? Yeah, which some historians refer to as a religious reform event in Chinese history. Yeah, Reformation allowed people to freely believe in Christianity, like giving the power of discourse to every believer and weakening the monopoly of Catholicism. But Zhuang Shi did the opposite. He concentrated these power on himself. It was probably to weaken the differences among different Wu Shi, the wizards. Who could observe celestial phenomena and nature, leading to different calendars and time arrangement? Even some of the predictions that probably make their、um, nation more unstable. So what Zhuang Shi did was not only centralizing power in himself, but also potentially aimed at unifying the calendar tradition and the contribution of resources. Resources we mentioned about. Okay, that's quite a lot. But what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like establishing a complete calendar, it requires a lot of manpower, and Zhuang Shi believed that this should be done by the rulers for the sake of unity. Additionally, he imposed certain moral ideas on the action. For example, ancient Chinese people emphasized. The concept of mandate of heaven, Tianmi, like Zhuyao was defeated by the Huangdi, the Tianmi. You cannot like resist it, or it is unstoppable. The heaven just give you the willingness, and you cannot resist. So they use the Tianmi, the mandate of heaven, as a legitimacy kingship, and this. Tianming would allow morally upright and capable individuals to become kings, according to Confucianism. It means that the heaven can assign Zhipai, who should do this. But actually, the heaven was manipulated by humans. Like, I am the king. I should claim my character this noble. And heaven wants me to be the king. <laughs> so all of you must obey me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. This is <laughs> what the core concept of it, lah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you can put it in this way. In fact, this story is a significant turn point in Chinese history from mythology to recorded history. As for the Zhulu War. The Zhulu battle that we mentioned in the last episode, many historians consider it as Asian version of the Trojan War. 
I know we are talking about Chinese history. Hey, hey. What does that have to do with ancient Greece? Oh, in Greek mythology, the reason that、um, Trojan War lasted for so long was that the gods Shen wanted the demigod heroes to die in the battle, and for the gods Shen to return to the mountain Olympics, separating them from ordinary human life. Because the god Shen in Greek mythology was so capricious, they often caused chaos in the moral realm. As I remember, Zeus himself was the one to be blamed. Eh,、uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he made the demigods、uh, to die because his chaos. So in the Zhulu War or Zhulu Battle, Shiyong. He was the god of war. He died in the war. His spells, magic, and wizard Wu Shi and the gods Shen, who supported him, who helped him, were all defeated. Even though he was stronger than the Huang Di, since he was the one with the Tianming Heaven Mandate, he will win eventually. And now Zhuan Shu, who is known as the grandson of the Huang Di. Emerged and performed the feat of severing the celestial communication. In doing so, he unified the country's calendar, religion, and culture. So we could say that Zhuan Shu made the first model of an emperor,、mm-hmm. also giving the concept of power of centralization. To the following generation, right? Yeah. All right. That's all for today.、Mm-hmm. If you want to know more about the vocabularies we mentioned today, the link is attached in the description. Also, follow us on Instagram, Da Hua Chinese. You can also leave your comment below. We would love to hear from you. Yeah. If you are interested in a clear framework of Chinese dynasties, historical background, art, and lifestyle in different periods, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You can support us by click the link below or give us a five star rate. <laughs> We will appreciate your encouragement. Hope to see you again in the next episode of Da Hua Chinese History and Cultural Podcast. Bye bye.